My name is Sophie. I suffered from fibromyalgia and extreme fatigue syndrome for about 24 years. Today I'm fully healthy. And now I would like to pass on everything I've learned about health and healing and more to support those who are still on a journey. And this is why I create this documentary series and podcast, The Puzzle of Healing. Hi everyone, today is a very special episode. It is the first episode I'm talking to two ex-patients of the extreme fatigue syndrome. Both managed to recover and both are going to share their stories. I'm going to talk to Mayalin and Toril and we're going to talk about an organization called Recovery Norway who made it their mission to share positive stories to give hope to those who still suffer. Enjoy. Hi Mayalin, hi Toril. Thank you so much for joining me today. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. Can you just both uh, introduce yourself a little bit and tell me, like, what was the illness you had and um, what are you doing in life? Just like a little introduction, who you are and what happened, and then we just dive in and talk a bit, a bit more about it in detail. Whoever mm. wants to go first. <laughs> Toril, you want to start? <laughs> okay. Mm. Um, my name is Toril. I am I'm 51 years old. Um, uh, I work uh, in uh, HR with recruitment and onboarding uh, with new employ employees um, in uh, one of the directorates in Norway. Uh, I uh, got uh, ill with the, and I diagnosed with ME in 2008, 2009. Uh, then I got well, then a few years later, I got sick again, and then I got well again. And now I've been well for like three years. That's amazing. Three years. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Celebration. When is when when do you have a month you're celebrating? Because like I have a month like for me, it is in November because that was very specifically when I got well. Do you have a celebration date? <laughs> Not really, no. Oh, uh, actually, not. I because I don't think I don't know. I, I never really um, yeah got the date. I, I don't really know. I I, I remember I, I did get well in the summer. Uh, so, but uh, no, I don't really think about that. That's funny, and I haven't thought about that. <laughs> but summer is definitely good. Good time to kind of remember summer that is life is good. <laughs> How That's about you, Maylene? What's what's briefly your story? Well, uh, yes, I'm Maya Ellen, uh, gay. Uh, I'm uh, 46. I'm married to an Englishman and we have four kids, quite big now, from 13 up to 21. Um, I was ill for 17 years with ME. Um, and, and I do have a date for when I got well. It was Valentine's Day, actually, the oh, wow. 14th of February 2018. So that's uh, just over two and a half years ago. Hmm. Oh my God, that's amazing. I love that. <laughs> it's a nice day to get healed. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And also like the same year, like mm. I got healthy, like I also got healed yeah. in 2018. So mm. it's also very recent. Wow. And for everyone who doesn't know what ME is, like what is that illness? How is it defined? What's the full word for it? Well, I'm, I really don't really know much about the, the illness apart from what I experienced myself. I, I never googled much and I, I didn't really want to know much about it. But for me it was mostly fatigue, 
Um, uh, and I know for, for people that can be depression, it can be a lot of pain, um, it can be difficulty sleeping um, and different things. But for me, it was mostly fatigue. If I went for a walk, maybe I had to rest rest for, I don't know, four or five days afterwards. So, uh, yeah. Mm. And then I had good days and bad days and good weeks maybe and bad weeks. So it, it varies an, a lot and you never know what your day is going to be like. Yeah. You don't know what you can expect your body to join in on or, yeah. Mm. In a moment, I would really like to talk about like how you organized your days and your weeks because that's like really, really difficult. But first, mm. Antoril, how, how was it for you? And um, do you know the full name of ME? Because to be honest, I looked it up and I forgot the full name again. <laughs> if we don't oh, get it's, to it's it, I'm going to blend it in later. <laughs> um, I don't, I, it's, it, it's impossible to pronounce. I love the fact that we could call it ME because uh, I have <laughs> to admit it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a terribly long and hard to uh, pronounce name. It's called, is it? Uh, my link can help me. It's also called CFS. That's another name for it. And I know those letters is called chronic fatigue syndrome, yeah. which is easier. I'm not sure about the ME. I can't remember. Cool. Let's but just CFS skip the ME is... explanation. <laughs> yeah. Chronic, <laughs> chronic fatigue syndrome. Yeah. How was mm. it for you, Torel? What symptoms did you have? Yeah, uh, it was like having it was like the end of a stomach flu combined with the, the real flu. It's like uh, uh, terribly tired, a lot of body aches. Uh, I also have uh, like the brain fog. Uh, I had trouble understanding what people were saying to me. Uh, sounds were uh, terribly, uh, uh, everything sounded loud. I couldn't uh, understand. Uh, what someone was saying if there was a radio on like there were two or two people talking at the same time uh, i had trouble with the memory concentration sleeping uh yeah uh i think that's about it well, that, that, that's a lot <laughs> uh, for periods i also had um a lot of muscle ache mm -hmm. and also uh like uh Mylin said that if you did something, you had to like pay for it afterwards. You you uh, you had to rest. You you could be knocked out for days. Uh, you so you had to kind of choose what you wanted to do because uh, you knew you were gonna be sick for a while afterwards. Yeah. Oh yeah, I did exactly the same. I had to pick between school and seeing friends and. Mm. Uh, I mostly picked school for some reason. <laughs> Maybe mm. I should have picked more sensible. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how how did it all start, like for you two? When did it start? Was there an event that triggered it, or you think that is what triggered it, or how was the beginning? I, my doctor, uh, uh, I think, thinks uh, it's kind of what triggered it was uh, monoculosis. Is that what you call it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, the illness, um, uh, an infection uh, in the throat, and uh, uh, but that came kind of on top of uh, a very rough period where a lot of things happened, kind of piled up on top of each other. Uh, a lot of stress. Uh, uh, I had a, it was an accident. I had an operation. There's a lot of things happening, and. Uh, I had just gotten divorced. Uh, I had two kids, uh, and but uh, they think that the illness uh, is what kind of triggered 
everything because after that I felt like I never got well again I kind of w- was feeling sick all the time afterwards so mm. that's how it started and then um, I was in and out of sick leaves um uh, at first they thought it was they thought just stress or like a, a burnout or things like this and I went to a psychologist to check if I was depressed mm-hmm. <laughs> so and then and then it started rolling my doctors started checking everything and they couldn't find anything according to my doctor I was well <laughs> but I was feeling more and more sick so uh, and uh, finally um at, at at the end I, I I didn't understand what people were saying to me I was like I it's just I was my head was not working so um I ended up uh, in in bed for weeks after that and that is when they then diagnosed it or how how long was it from that beginning to a diagnose I think it was about a year from I was starting to get sick till I got the diagnosis and uh that was uh it's somehow it's you're glad to get a diagnosis because then you think oh I know what it is but now I know what I can do but uh, this was uh that one diagnosis where they say you got this you got ME and there's absolutely nothing we can do there's we don't know what it is we don't know why you have it we don't know how to get you well uh have a nice life that's yeah. like <laughs> that's tough hmm that was the way in yeah and how was it for so, you mail and how was your start for me it, it started um, with the, the four pregnancy uh, four pregnancies I had um, in all four of them I got this um, it's called uh, um, like an extreme uh, feeling of nausea uh, 24 7 uh, I felt nauseous all the time and I couldn't eat and I couldn't drink and uh, in in two of the pregnancies I had to be in the hospital for a few weeks to to have uh, liquid nutrition and and to trying to start eating again I normally I normally love food but not when I feel nauseous <laughs> so so and after each pregnancy uh, I felt a little bit weaker um, and and I really never got quite back on my feet again properly. So so after five years uh, and about the, after the third pregnancy, my doctor uh, wanted to find out why I was so tired and fatigued all the time. So she sent me to the hospital and they did a lot of tests uh, and they were all negative. Uh, and then they decided this is probably ME. Um, yeah, so, and the doctor said to me uh, the same message as, as Toril got, there's nothing to do about this, just live as good as you can, just have a, try and have a good life. Um, and that's what I decided to do. Uh, I decided for me, it was good to focus on the good things in my life, um, like my children, my family, uh, and not. I never googled uh, ME. I didn't want to know really about it. It wasn't that I was trying to um, to say that I wasn't ill, but I just I had no interest in this <laughs> ME disease. I really didn't. So I decided to just focus on what was good and just get on with my life, as there seemed to be nothing that could be done with it. 
So, That's amazing. And you, you and immediately jumped to that attitude. There was no dip of like despair and depression. You just immediately went, no, all right then. Yeah. yeah. That is impressive. Yeah, I, I did. For me, that was the only way to live. Wow. Um, to have a disease that, that you are told you can't do anything about this, uh, then I think I, I'm just going to have to focus on what's good and what I can do. Uh, and of course, I had many, many times where I was on the set here, I was crying, I was feeling worthless because I wasn't really doing anything for society. I was trained as a nurse, I couldn't work. Um, there was lots of things I, I, I couldn't do. Um, so I had enough times where I was on the set here crying over that. But, but most of the time, I, uh, I managed to focus on what was good in my life. And I think uh, that made the years the 17 years happier than, uh, than the alternative. That is impressive. And 17 years is also like really, really long. Wow. And mm. to kind of stick through to that, that's, <laughs> I didn't, didn't do such a good job. For me, it was really first like the absolute down and it took me quite some time. Mm. And once I got out, it got better. And mm. but, yeah. mm. how was it for you, Toril? Like, how, how did you take it? What did you do after with that? Yeah, I, um, I did the opposite of my alien. <laughs> I, I'm a very uh, eager Googler. <laughs> uh, I um, I googled and uh, I googled and I what I found was that uh, the ME Association in Norway and all the information I could find was negative. That it's uh, you have to be very careful. You, you I read about people who's been sick for years who got sicker and sicker who couldn't even eat their food, they couldn't go to the bathroom by themselves. It's very, very, very negative and very scary. And then you could read about, uh, I read about the LP or lightning process, like the you could take a three day course and then you'd be well. And the way the ME Association presented it, it sounded like, uh, like a hoax or like nothing you can, you couldn't, yeah, it's like too miraculous to believe in. So I felt like I had these two opposites uh, and none of them uh, were like an alternative for me. So I decided I, I got, I got, I got mad. I, I was like, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, this is not okay. I'm not gonna do this. And this was after a few uh, weeks in bed and getting a little better and getting, starting to be able to get out, out of my bed and starting to to like uh, be aware of the room around me. Um, I had two kids uh, and uh, I was very um, uh, decided about them not if, uh, having the feeling that they have a very sick mom they have to be uh, around. I was uh, a single mom or divorced, so uh, I didn't want them to, to know that I was sick. So I kind of faked well <laughs> around wow. them. Uh, when I could and then they went to school and um, uh, and my mom helped me out um, and uh, I uh, and I and then I started reading uh, like psychology uh, healing the the secret the power of thoughts everything manifestation uh, all kinds of things uh, and uh, I kind of through that I found that they had, they, I found kind of some common ground and I found my way to, to get well again, because I, I discovered 
through these books, through exercises in these books, that um, through uh, controlling or uh, steering my thoughts, I could fill up with energy or I could drain myself. It was, I could, I did some, uh, some exercises where you could feel, you, you just, you could just feel it in physically. And then I realized that I have the power to, to, to change, uh, um, the, the energy in my body uh, and, uh, combined with, uh, uh, um, mindfulness meditation to get stress uh, out of my body because uh, my body was, I was kind of like this, my head was spinning, there were thoughts uh, all the time. Um, combined with uh, 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 observing my thoughts, uh, observing how I thought about myself because I went through, uh, I was angry at the disease i was disappointed with myself for not uh, coping with everything for like breaking or being soft or disappointing failing at life you know it's just like all these feelings it was terrible uh, and so i was kind of hacking on uh, or you know it, it, knocking myself on the head or like being kind of cruel to myself. Um, and I had to discover this uh, and then start changing those thoughts and accept the situation and, um, and not blame myself, mm. uh, for, uh, being in this situation. And, um, this, uh, this way I started, uh, changing the energy, uh, in, uh, in my body. Is there an is there an exercise uh, that's easy to share that you could give as a little tip or like the first yeah, my thing? Yeah, uh -huh was easiest. yeah. It was uh, one exercise was just um, just sit and think about uh, everything uh, good in your life, everything you everything you everybody you love, everything you like, like summer vacation popsicles whatever you know just uh, and then and then um uh, think about all those happy things and then you were supposed to get up and jump mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> kind of strange and then you sit down again and think about all the wars in the world people st uh, children starving you know everything terrible in the world and then get up and jump And, and it was, uh, it was almost impossible. It was like, it was so, uh, it, it sounds, um, kind of silly almost or, or naive or childish, but it, it, it worked and it was two completely different. So where you, what you focus on and what energy that gives you, it was so clear to me. So that half full, half empty glass, uh, It's, uh, it does things to you. And then also I started understanding how uh, your thoughts uh, releases different uh, kind of chemicals or hormones in your body. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, it's, it's science in, in, in this, you know, but uh, um, so it, you don't learn that. You don't yeah. learn that. But uh, I, I find out and found out and 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 started to use this and uh, made a, all the difference in the world to me wow and did you at some point talk to your children about it or did you remain 
Romanian for a thing you deal with? And how old were your children at that point? At this time, they were like uh, they were like six and nine, so they didn't really think about that I didn't go to work anymore. Because mm -hmm. it started in the start, they thought I just had a cold or the flu or something, and then I got better. I was home a lot, staying on the couch a lot, but they loved it <laughs> having a stay home home mom. <laughs> so I think that they didn't realize I was sick then, and then I was after uh, one year later i was back in work actually so it's i was just sick for one year that time mm -hmm. but i got sick again uh, some years later and uh, then we obviously had to talk about it mm -hmm. hmm. and i mean for you male it must have been really hard because when it came after your children to after the birth it means you mm -hmm. also had to be mm -hmm. a mom for a very little baby at that time right how how did you right. how did you manage that because like nobody has energy when there is a little baby in the house <laughs> well uh all all of our four babies were very uh calm babies so that was very good. good and they they slept a lot both in the day and in the night so that really helped uh, and then i have a husband who has been helping me so much all these years and my parents as well so so everything I couldn't do, I, I would always do what I could, but everything I couldn't do, uh, they would help me with. Mm -hmm. So and often like I tried to, I said I would make dinner today. So I, I started and I tried and then in the middle of it, I had to go to bed and then they would take over. And, you know, when the kids got bigger, even they would take over when Aww. I had to, to go and rest. So uh, so, yeah, they grew up with a, a mother who was very tired. Um, but uh, but I think, you know, they said after I got, I recovered, they've said that they didn't really think about uh, the fact that I was ill. They, they knew I was tired and that I needed to rest a lot, but, but that was just life. They kind of grew up with me like that. I was like that always. So, and you know, I had some good days in between where we could go out for walks or, or do fun things. So, uh, so it wasn't all bad. And I think for the kids as well, you know, growing up and seeing that there, there are people who who live like this and who need help and and uh, well i think it's it can be a good experience um they learn to kind of help other people and kind of help take care of them and and that can be a good thing i think yeah and i think um what probably also mm. helps us to just trust that that's what's going on that what the person is saying that that's what's mm. really happening because, mm -hmm. like, um, I don't know if you had any other experiences, but, like, what I experienced is that after a certain amount of time, people stop believing me that I have an illness. Because for mm -hmm. me, it took um, seven years to come to a diagnosis. Yeah. So within that seven years, I experienced a lot of people talking behind my back mm -hmm. that I just want attention, that I'm just pretending mm -hmm. to be in pain. And, and I think mm -hmm. that is also, like, a really good thing for mm -hmm. children to learn, that you don't put these things in question, that you just trust yeah. that yeah. that's the experience. That's right. and. And I really yeah. wish doctors mm. or like one doctor told mm. me years later, if somebody experiences pain or mm. unwell mm. is unwell, then it is important mm. to tell that person that mm. that's a real experience, yeah. despite Definitely. if there is a real, mm. co real cause you can find mm. uh, in the mm. body. And I think that's yeah. something yeah. a lot of people don't really understand. Mm. Um, but that would be so important because I think we are all mm. full of stress. And I think yeah. all of those illnesses have a lot to do with stress. Mm. And if we would Definitely. talk a bit more about what that actually means, <laughs> I think we could all help mm. each other a lot more. Mm. 
So Definitely. how did your journeys continue? I mean, it sounded like you, you did a pretty awesome job in like how to tackle it and um, how, but how did it go from like you managed your life to you actually fine, completely fine, healthy, cured? Like how, did, what was that step? I mean, Toril, you said, was that really the mindfulness and the meditation and just like vanished at some point or did you find something else? What was the, what was the thing that helped? <laughs> Yeah, what happened with me was that when I got well, it's, I got back to work and um, and then I got on living my life and I kind of forgot that I ever had the ME. <laughs> you kind of just want to leave it behind and uh, never think about it again. So I was well for about four years and then I got uh, another infection uh, that lasted a uh, very long time. And um, I think it triggered you know, like the brain remembers mm. uh, things um, and, and it triggered uh, all the symptoms to come back because this infection was so similar to the to the one I had before. And uh, a lot of the, the symptoms came back and it really scared me. Mm. Uh, and I, I, I started getting worried that I would get sick again and I got just got worse and worse. And uh, it, when I think about it afterwards, it's kind of strange how I, at that time, didn't kind of didn't remember or maybe didn't have like the energy to think about what I did the last time because I was sick for a year again uh, before I kind of had, I took like, made like a decision that because I, I kind of accepted that this time I have like real ME. I got really sick this time. The last one was just like, uh, I don't know. Uh, so I, uh, I, I, I joined the ME association and, and the ME forums on, online. And uh, it was, I got really pulled down. It was, it, it was, uh, it was a very negative time. It's it's, a, it's very strange to think about now afterwards how I could kind of let that happen. Mm -hmm. uh, but I was like pulled down again and I was <laughs> really, uh, really sick again for a year before I kind of, I don't know, I kind of woke up. I got enough because uh, it was so much negative energy in everything that had to do with this uh, illness. Uh, so I kind of had like a, I just, I think I just got mad again or something, just like, I'm, I have to do, I have to do this again. And then I kind of, you know, you roll up your sleeves and you kind of find the, the old books and your notes. And, and I, I, I did the same thing again, but this time I, uh, I think I went a bit deeper, not just changing the energy. I also took a closer look at how I kind of treated myself, how I thought about myself. Um, I was, uh, uh, my integrity, my values, I kind of took a full account of everything and I did some big changes uh, in my life. Uh, and um, I, I live, uh, I did the same, it was the, I did the same thing. I did the, use the same techniques, but, uh, I did a uh, big uh, <laughs> uh, house cleaning <laughs> uh, in uh, inside uh, when it comes to uh, yeah to every to be to live genuine genuine and be the real me kind of not just 
who I thought I was supposed to be or should be or expected to be. So this was a, a very important shift for me. Uh, and I haven't looked back. I, I work, I have work full time. I, I work out. I, I have a whole new great life now. And, uh, and yeah, so that's good. And what was it uh, about those the contact with those groups or this association that was so downpulling for you? It was um, it, it was uh, the focus is was very negative it was, and also I felt very un unpowered like I said I I felt very empowered when I, I realized I could do this change and uh, and these groups un unpowered me or I felt powerless I felt like uh, I was the disease I was uh, this diagnosis. Uh, I felt uh, it was all the focus was on talking about uh, uh, symptoms, illness, all the negativity, uh, the hopelessness, how everybody else uh, thought about you, uh, that you weren't understood. The, uh, it was. It's just. Uh, it's just very. Um, I think it took. Uh, It took a lot of energy away, and also, most of all, I think I felt power made me feel powerless. I had no power over my situation, and I think that's the main, uh, the most important thing that happened to me. I think is that I I got back the power over my own life. Hmm. That's brilliant. So we just talked about um, how important the power, the empowerment is. How was that for you, Maelin? Was that one of the things that was important for you, that you felt empowered, that you felt like you have a chance to fix this? And what was it for you that healed it? Because it took 17 years to find the solution. What was it? Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, those 17 years, I believe there was nothing that could make me better. So I didn't look for any solutions. Maybe I should have, but I didn't. I was I was happy living my life, kind of. <laughs> so, but then then I met uh, a mother of a teenage girl, who uh, who told me once um, that her daughter, I think she was 16, had had ME and had been sent to this psychiatrist who had a PhD in this uh, CFS ME uh, disease, and and she got so much better, uh, nearly fully recovered. Um, and she said, you can go there too and get better. And, and I really felt strongly when she told me this, that this was for me. I was meant to do this. Mm. So the next, next morning I contacted my own daughter, uh, doctor and, um, and it took a few months. It took about uh, from July to February. Uh, but then I got to join uh, this doctor, Bjarte Stubhaug in his four-day treatment program mm -hmm. um, and that was uh, that was really an eye-opener for me i was 44 years old i was trained as a nurse many years ago but i had no idea uh, what was going on in my body why i had the symptoms i had uh, why i felt so tired all the time why i rested and rested and I just got worse. I never got better from resting. Uh, I just kept getting worse. 
Um, so I didn't understand anything and that was really frustrating mm. and I don't think that was making me any better all that frustration so in this four-day program um, we had a lot of teaching he he took us through the whole body what's going on in the body when why do we get all these symptoms um, and all of a sudden I understood what was happening um, and we had um, yeah, we had good ed education, we had uh, mindfulness sessions that were really, really good. Um, we had uh, cognitive group therapy, um, calm, uh, physical activity, like going for walks and, and things like that. That all in four uh, days? In four days. <gasps> it, wow. was quite, it was quite intense, but for me that was a good thing. Um, and and a lot was going on inside me those days, really. Um, it was like pulling a plug out. I don't know all this stuff I had dumped up inside. So um, so and and on the third day, I just recovered within a few minutes. Wow. Mm. And that program is specifically for patients with ME, or what was that? It's for patients. For? with um, CFS and me and other, uh, it can be other causes as well for the fatigue, but it's mostly for fatigue and for, uh, for chronic pain as well. Mm. Yeah. And, and I remember that you said before we started recording this episode that you didn't expect from this to actually get healthy. So no. what, did you, what did you think that happened and how was that feeling when you realized it's gone? How was that? <laughs> well, I didn't expect to recover fully because uh, Dr. Stubberg had said to me that this four-day program was about um, not necessarily recovering fully but to, to you know, master the disease kind of mm. and to, to live better and to live broader, wider and to be able to say yes to more of the things you want to do. So that is what I was hoping for. Um, but then uh, all of a sudden uh, noticing that my symptoms disappeared and they didn't come back. It was a shock. <laughs> it was a big shock. And I was, I was, um, I didn't expect it. And it was, I was high up and low down every two minutes. So I was, I was very, very happy. And I was very scared as well because I didn't know what this new life would, where it would take me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Suddenly you don't. You're not a patient anymore. Suddenly you're just. That's right. You. <laughs> yeah. That's Are you? Right. How is it now? One and a half, almost two years later. Do you still have that fear, mm. or did you change your coping mechanisms? Like, how was mm. this time after? It well, it's gone? nearly. It's it's just over two and a half years now. You know, I I can still get scared. I really do. Um, for me, I had. Um, I hadn't been a grown-up much, uh, not having ME. So, so you know, all most of the people my age, they have so much experience. They have worked for years and years, and they have done all these parenting things in schools and and you know organizations and everything. And and I haven't done any of that <laughs> hardly. So, so I felt like you know I was forty-four and I felt like a twenty-year-old. Um, and there were so many things 
you know, the morning, the first morning I woke up after I recovered, um, I, I could all of a sudden I could see how much fear had stopped me from doing what I wanted to do. Because in the end, my life was nearly completely run by fear. And I was mostly afraid of being away from the settee or my house when I got ill. So, so I, in the end, I just said no to mostly anything because I was too afraid of, of being somewhere and, and not feeling well. So, so the, the morning after I recovered, I said to myself, from now on, you're not allowed to say no to things you want to do because of fear. That's uh, a good agreement that with yourself. <laughs> yeah, that was a decision I made because now I thought I don't have the disease anymore. I'm free to live and I'm going to live. But that means that everything that I've had to do for the first times has caused so much fear uh, before I did them. Uh, so much that I, I would get headaches and I would feel nauseous and I would think that this is crazy. You, you, you're not going to survive this. Like I started uh, kayaking uh, and I would be terrified on the way to the sea uh, where, where I was going to meet my friends. But then I noticed the second I started doing what I wanted to do, like the second I got down in my kayak, um, the fear disappeared. And that taught me that, okay, fear is trying to stop me from doing what I want to do. But if I do it anyway, um, it would disappear, the fear. And then I also noticed that if I did repetitions, uh, of what I was afraid of, it would get easier every time. So, so I decided to do everything that I wanted to do and just repeat them. And, and then they started getting easier. But having been ill for as much as 17 years, there's still a lot of things that I haven't done for the first yeah. time. <laughs> so, so I'm still battling that fear. I really am. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh, that makes me super happy to hear. <laughs> How is it for you, Torrell? Like, did you get better and it was okay, or did you have anything you had to cope with afterwards? Uh, no, I think I was, uh, but I think uh, I was expecting to get well, kind of. So uh, uh, it wasn't a surprise to me, like it was for my alien. Because <laughs> uh, I kind of, kind of decided to get, uh, to get well and and i would have been extremely disappointed of course if it hadn't worked or, or something but uh uh no i just uh but uh very proud and very happy and i think you you appreciate the things you can do so much more because like my says you you're not afraid anymore is this this the fear is uh, fear of getting sick or uh, you're not going to be able to complete or or it's 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 gone yeah. so it's it, you feel very free that's it's a very good uh, word and but uh, i think uh, uh, everybody who's been sick for a, a long time i think it's it would be very normal to to be kind of because big changes are always scary and uh, yeah. to to get well you uh, if you kind of go out and say I'm well, then people will start expecting things from you, and then maybe you will be afraid to kind of fail them or not. Uh, yeah, uh, 
So you kind of want to keep it to yourself for a while, I think. And I also had physically, I was uh, in a, not in a good uh, shape. <laughs> so you can you have to you have to start like training yourself. It's not like yeah you you get well, but you're not uh, well well. Yeah. <laughs> you're not the whole body isn't well. So you have to kind of like uh, uh, train yourself, start walking, and start. Uh, doing things because you've been laying out flat for a long time so uh, you have you have to get used to it yeah i found myself over preparing because like one thing that kept me going was like way too many um, supplements food supplements and so i noticed when i would go out i would have tons of them with me even though i wouldn't even need them anymore but i just like i was so terrified that i would still need them that i had made sure I'm sleeping definitely enough before I went out to do something. And then I had like snacks with me in case like I really need them. And then the supplements. And I kind of did that for quite a while until I realized this is ridiculous. Like I'm good. I don't need that anymore. And like for me, the unlearning of all these systems that were in place to get me through a day, that was a good half year work for me as well. But yeah, uh, unlearning. Yeah. That's a good word. Yeah, you have to do a lot of unlearning. Yeah. So it's like unlearn to be sick kind of yeah, yeah. because it's uh, it's on the auto <laughs> exactly pilot and then of. the yeah. autopilot switches to oh my god i'm healthy and now i can discover yeah. like, that's how it felt yeah. for me that is oh my god I, I love your stories there's so much power in them and so much inspiration and i i really love how you just managed to get this positive attitude and especially 17 years to kick through with that attitude and just like totally you just say you just expect that you get better i think that is amazing <laughs> so how did you get in touch with recovery norway like what is recovery norway because that is how i i got in touch with both of you so i would love to talk a little bit about that project um what is it what is recovery norway so uh, recovery norway is an organization that was started in 2017 uh, by a doctor called uh, henrik vogt um and it expanded as an international network in 2019. Um, Recovery Norway consists of uh, people who have an ME CFS disease, uh, who have recovered from this, uh, and their family members uh, can join as well as members. Um, and our mission is to create understanding of this health problem and also to give a justified hope that it is possible to recover from this disease. Um, and for me, uh, it was the year after I had recovered. Uh, my story was published in three national newspapers and then um, Henrik got in touch with me asking if I wanted to become a member and I really did. That's amazing. How about you, Torrell? How did you get in touch with Recovery Norway? I um, found them on Facebook and I commented on uh, a story and how good it was to uh, that it was important to give people hope and that I had experienced something similar. And then Henrik, the, the doctor who started Recovery Norway, uh, contacted me and asked if I would uh, like to become a member and uh, if I wanted to, to share my story. And what is it the organization is doing? So one thing I, I get is like it shares the positive stories. Well, what else is the organization mm -hmm. doing? Or is that mainly what it is? Sharing, spreading the word, basically? Uh, that is partly what we do. And it's a very important part of it. We, oh, yeah. we share stories of 
uh, of uh, former ME patients who have recovered. Uh, we have about 80 stories now. Um, both a Norwegian, yeah, it's fantastic. Both a Norwegian website and also uh, an English one. Um, and actually, in, in 2019, we had a hundred thousand hits um, and wow. fifty thousand unique readers on our website, and that I think is fantastic. That, um, that is fantastic. And and I hear that people people uh, uh, give us feedback that it gives them hope. Mm. which is exactly mm. what we want to do. Uh, but we also, uh, our members, we participate in, in meetings and in conferences uh, where we share our stories and we teach uh, about what this is and how we recovered. So we've been speaking to uh, both national and international health leaders um, and to doctors. Um, and I'm also now, I've been invited to the, the hospital uh, in my nearest town, Stavanger, where I teach or tell my story to patients who still suffer from ME. Wow. So that's, I do that once a month, so that's very exciting. So we try and, and, uh, and spread our stories and spread uh, information where we can, where we are invited. Hmm. That is amazing. That is so brilliant. I just yesterday recommended Recovery Norway to someone on Facebook, actually, because I thought that is such a brilliant website with so much positive input and it could be so good. Yeah, yeah. that's very amazing. good. Before we wrap up this episode, is there anything that we haven't talked about, anything you want to share or maybe something like something you want to say to someone who is still suffering or someone who is supporting anyone, anything along the lines of that? Anything you want to say? I, it, first of all, I think it's important to say that uh, I don't remember if you said it, Maelin, but to the members in uh, Recovery Norway, the way we got well, it's uh, uh, some different ways, but uh, they were all uh, through um, the uh, change of thoughts or cognitive. Uh, uh, work it's not we don't it's not uh, any pills medicine uh, food drink uh, anything like that um i think uh, uh, that's important to us i think isn't that right myelin to, to get that through. i agree definitely and and this is not about you know wishful thinking to to believe yourself healthy or if you wish it hard enough then it might happen but this really is how our body is made you know, you know, uh, in the old days, doctors would say there's like, there's, there's this broken knee and this in, in room four, like in the hospital. But, but we were trained as nurses to, to see the whole patient. And even if you have a broken knee, you may be full of fear uh, that is really, you know, keeping you from not being well, getting well. So, so the thing is that the physical and the the psychological is just so, um, it just is so connected. You can't separate one from the other. Um, you can, you can f think yourself, if you have, if you're really stressed, you can get a tummy ache. Or if you have a tummy ache, you can get really stressed or really fearful. And this kind of stresses the whole system in us. Um, so, so just knowing that our, our bodies and our thoughts are very connected and you know it's, it's not about wishful thinking but still there's so much power in our thoughts um, 
you know, in, in to use in the healing process, I think. And that is mm. that is for everyone. It's not just for for the believers or yeah, <laughs> strong in faith. It's, it's it really can be for everyone, I think. Mm. Yeah, I think I think that's important too, and I think it, um, the the medicine or the medical profession today is very Ill, Ill, limited to to the school medicine and only focusing on the the broken knee, like you say, um, and uh, it doesn't really take in the connection between uh, the brain and the, how the whole brain uh, uh, and the hormones and the and the science in how this affects and how this uh, connects yeah. and how this uh, whole thing works. I think uh, I think that's so important, and I think so many more people should should know this because uh, because when you understand this, uh, then you realize what's happening. Like Maya said, suddenly you realize what ha was happening with your body because uh, and uh, and when you understand that, it's it's. Uh, it's it's so much easier to to understand how you can change and how you can how you can get better or i think i uh, just think that's uh, i don't know why uh, this, this is like a missing link <laughs> uh, and i i don't know why there's so little focus on this and so a little knowledge of this and uh, um, I I just really think it's so important to to let people know and to that people can understand so they realize that they can choose uh, a, dif a different way of thinking. Yeah, definitely. and how important it is. Absolutely, and even if it's a more severe illness where you do need the school medicine, I think mm -hmm. that power of thinking and the positivity and your own power of healing is like even there, as you said, the mm -hmm. missing link. Mm -hmm. It would be really good because the fear, everyone. the fear, and the worrying is uh, so bad for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for this wonderful conversation. I think there is a lot of really, really positive stuff in there people can take away from it. Mm -hmm. And thank you so much for your work you're doing with Recovery Norway as well. That's really brilliant. <laughs> you're very you. welcome, and thank you so much.